Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Everything Kratom, the podcast about anything and everything Kratom. Great to have you with us on this Friday morning, hoping all is well with you. Today, I'm going to be talking about addiction versus dependence, drug versus medicine, and of course, all of this under the umbrella of Kratom. And this is kind of spurred by two different listeners reaching out to me in the past couple of days. One of them has been listening for a while now, and one of them just started the other day. Um, One of them uses Kratom and has for a while, and one of them is starting today. So I just think that it's so neat and important to have these different perspectives, and I'm excited to talk about this stuff with you all today. So let's get into it. So first things first, we're going to listen to this uh, very short voice message left by Dan, and uh, and then we'll jump off from there. Hey there, this is Dan. I made a comment on one of your YouTube podcast episodes recently, and uh, you um, you gave me a little bit of an invite to share some information with you about my journey with uh, the Crathom. So I was a struggling alcoholic. Basically, two years during the pandemic of near constant alcohol use, drinking nine to five, twenty four seven, basically. Um, sort of got into recovery for a while, and then I was going in and out of periods of soberness with periods of near death drinking episodes, um, and I decided enough was enough about ten days ago. So, uh, did done some research, looked you up got some info and today is day one of the Kratom and so far so good um, I'll let you know some more as, as things go so yeah I took my first dose about an hour ago and you know there's an over- overwhelming sense of calm sort of like a mild buzzy high um, but you know I, f- I still feel myself uh, yeah it's rather nice this is rather pleasant. I can uh, think I can I can see this being useful down the road. Um, the rubber's going to meet the road, you know. Probably the first Friday or Saturday when I get the real desire to drink. But uh, yeah, this I feel very very calm. You know, happy, excited, and uh, I've got an overwhelming sense to uh, just listen to some nice music. And, and exercising, which is good. It's, it's nice and positive. So, yeah, let's see how this one goes. Thank you so much, Dan, for sharing that with us and uh, and also for for keying us into this first part of your journey with, um, you know, doing something about, uh, you know, your take on your struggle with alcohol and and also just, you know, the beginning of trying Kratom. And um, as always, you know, I always make the point of saying I'm, I never tell anyone to try Kratom and I never tell anyone to use it in any specific way. I'm more just talking about my experiences and then like what I think about it. And uh, and I, I just always try to be clear that I'm never recommending anything to anyone. But having said that, I think that it's really neat that uh, that Dan is trying out Kratom and that um, I'm really glad that this podcast uh, is is one resource that he's using, which is great. You know, it just I'm really happy about that. So thank you so much, Dan. And yes, please keep us in the loop 
with your journey here and and we'd love to see how it goes so please do keep sharing and uh, thanks again now very related to this i received an email from another listener who has written in the past and um uh, it's anonymous enough i think uh they go by gg so um uh, touching on another email from gg they really brought up some interesting points in this email I'm not going to read through the email or, you know, try to bring up any personal aspects of this person's life here. But basically, the email talks a lot about certain circumstances in this person's life uh, that are related to the episode I did earlier this week on what my family and friends think about my Kratom use, as well as other people in general. And also the more focused, thought-provoking question of, is it right to, you know, I always have these disclaimers on this podcast and say, like, I am trying to take the middle of the road, right? I I personally think that Kratom is more of a good thing than a bad thing, but I also don't want to be blind to information that might point to otherwise, and it's important to just be the middle of the road, right? So I'm always saying that. But even though that might be a good practice, does it make sense to do that if it isn't rational and to to really dig into this further which i'll do in a minute but um to to kind of pose that another way if there is almost like a hypocritical way of looking at something um that that causes me to be very cautious about how i approach talking about kratom because i don't want to lean too heavily towards being pro kratom does that take away from the reality Like, if there's a certain amount of information out there and overwhelmingly it points one way, let's say, is it really just doing a disservice by trying to just take the middle of the road for the sake of taking the middle of the road? Like, is that not viewing Kratom for what it actually is? And when it comes to addiction and dependence, and then is it a medicine or a drug? So I don't know. I really, really love this email that they sent along. Um, I also really enjoyed hearing some updates from their own personal life. So thank you again, Gigi, you rock. And uh, I really appreciate your your sharing all these updates uh, going on with you. So let's dig into this and I'll reference certain points in the email that are relevant uh, just to let you all know where some of these thoughts are coming from. So let's go. I think it's fairly well known at this point amongst people who are cued into anything happening with regards to Kratom that it is viewed differently than a lot of other things that maybe it shouldn't be viewed differently from. And Kratom is kind of part of a very large debate going on right now. We're living through a very difficult time when it comes to the opioid epidemic. And I don't think there's much a doubt about that. Uh, It's everywhere and it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And at the same time that this is happening, you also have Kratom becoming more well-known, and it's often likened to the opioids that people are addicted to, and uh, which have become a huge focus of national debate, policy, health care, how the criminal justice system works, wellness, and anything and everything in between. So you have all of this context, and in my mind, that's kind of how I approach thinking about this, is... It's, it's not happening in a vacuum. As the use of a certain type of 
plant material rises, the social circumstances and, you know, just where society's at at that moment in time, it's going to influence it and how it's seen and how it's uh, used, maybe, and how it's dealt with and what the perception is of people using it. So this is all the context that I see as relevant here. And yet, even though looking at how Kratom is used and how it should be viewed, you know, it isn't happening within a vacuum, it still is important to understand the fundamental truth. If you are using Kratom every single day for a certain reason, and it has no ill consequences, and there's nothing bad happening to anyone else as a result of your using it, and basically everything is fine, is that dependence or addiction or does it even really need a label and why are we focusing on kratom when we're not focusing on something else that people might use every day this kind of gets to the crux of it all and it made me open a dictionary looking at the merriam-webster dictionary addiction is said to be a compulsive chronic physiological or psychological need for a habit-forming substance, behavior, or activity having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects and typically causing well-defined symptoms upon withdrawal, such as anxiety, irritability, tremors, or nausea. So based on that definition of addiction, I don't know if it's really necessary to use that word when it comes to Kratom unless when you stop taking it you do notice having well-defined withdrawal symptoms. Uh, However, that's only part of the definition because part of it is also, while you're taking it, it's having harmful physical, psychological, or social effects. And so if you're taking Kratom daily and it's not having any of those harmful effects on you, and if you stop taking it and you don't have well-defined withdrawal symptoms, it's not addiction. And let's just call it for what it is. It's not addiction, if that's the case. If, however, you do experience uh, withdrawal symptoms, then maybe that's making the case for it's somewhat of an addiction. Um, and, and, and that's a debate that should be had. Now, when it comes to the word dependence, because a lot of the time, the other half of this is dependence. People say, well, it's not addictive. Maybe people are dependent on it. So let's look. Dependence. The quality or state of being dependent. Especially the quality or state of being influenced or determined by or subject to another. It references the word dependent. And then looking at that, dependent says determined or conditioned by another. So I kind of view dependency in a new way after reading the actual dictionary definition of what it means to be dependent on something. It's fairly open-ended. And I don't know if it's necessarily the right way to go about things when it comes to Kratom uh, defaulting to the idea that people can be dependent on it because it's such an open-ended question and there are so many other things people are dependent on. Um, If you took away coffee, we wouldn't even have had the first industrial revolution. (laughs) I mean, like, let's get real here. Like, I think society was dependent on caffeine 
uh, if it was going to make this launch into a mechanical-oriented society. And then looking at the individual level, I think it's pretty clear that pretty much, you know, every other person and their cousin is dependent on caffeine these days. Um, It's just ingrained in the culture. But being ingrained in the culture versus not being ingrained in the culture should not dictate how something is viewed in terms of if it's inherently a good or bad thing to use it every day. So if we're looking at the first definitions here of addiction and dependence, this has kind of made me less apt to use the word dependence when it comes to Kratom. I think it is somewhat uh, kind of like a given that people are dependent on things every day. And I think that if you're trying to differentiate something being something that you're dependent on versus an addiction, then it's not really worth like branding Kratom as something someone can be dependent on and like making that the brand for a positive argument for Kratom. Because that's something that you can say about other things as well that I think might even be more harmful than Kratom. So I I don't like the word dependence anymore. This kind of brings us into the aspect of medicine versus drug. So stick with me for a moment. I'll be right back and we'll dive into that. Your brain needs support and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Okay, so medicine versus drug. I really like this part of the email from Gigi as well. They shared that their partner and them both have experience with chronic illness. They both have chronic illnesses and that the fact that they rely on certain medications um, it is, you know, just because that it's prescribed by big pharma, it's considered medicine and it's okay. But, you know, having Kratom every day to help with similar issues or different ones, it's not endorsed by big pharma. And so that's bad. And why is that okay? Um, They also mentioned how terrible it would be if they just stopped taking their medications that they're prescribed for their chronic illnesses. And uh, even some of the bad things that happen with their medications that they are prescribed while taking them. This is something that I relate to not through personal experience, but through my brother. He was prescribed Zoloft and it helped him very much with his depression and his uh, manic bipolar disorder. And the thing that kept happening, though, over the course of years and years, was that he would stop taking the medication because he felt like he was in a good enough place and everything was fine. He has control over himself and he doesn't need it anymore. And he would stop taking it and then things would go downhill. I mean, really downhill. And it's quite likely that that is one of the main contributors to why he took his own life last year. He had stopped taking it. Uh, uh, a few weeks earlier because he didn't think he needed it anymore. So I would make the argument that that is a very, very strong dependence on a medication prescribed and approved by the FDA and Big Pharma 
But the weird thing is that there wasn't the stigma around that. I mean, there wa- there is a stigma to an extent that I think maybe he experienced when it came to needing some sort of antidepressant. But it's not the same as someone using Kratom every day. He's taking a pill every day that's literally determining if he's going to be able to function, quote unquote, normally or not. Or if he's going to have a crazy manic day, um, mood swings, depression, and do something really dumb, right? And that is like, that's a pill standing in the way of um, of a, a huge change in one's life circumstances. And it's just a pill. So the stigma around that, I feel like, should be, you know, matching the stigma around Kratom use every day, uh, if not like a, a very... A, a more intense and direct stigma. I don't like the idea of people having a stigma around medications that they need to function normally, obviously. I mean, it was my brother. So I'm not saying that that there should be, but I'm just saying that if someone's taking two and a half, three grams of Kratom every single day, and it's allowing them to, to lead a similar, you know, normal quote unquote life that my brother was seeking every day, um, why is that little three grams of kratom standing in the way of, of a completely terrible time so much worse than that pill that was approved by Big Pharma? This leads into the second aspect of the definitions, medicine versus drug. Let's go to our friend Merriam-Webster dictionary here. A medicine, a substance or preparation used in treating disease something that affects well-being. So uh, then let's go to drug, a substance used as a medication (laughs) or in the preparation of medication. That's pretty funny. If you actually scroll down, you find a better one, I think. Uh, There are a couple others that are similar, you know, a substance intended for use in the diagnosis, cure, mitigation, treatment, or prevention of disease. And then you get to the third one, a substance other than food intended to affect the structure or function of the body. Bingo. Let's go with that one. So basically, we're talking about something that is not food that is meant to affect how our body works, basically, versus something that is not food that is used to treat disease. Now, I think that those two things are the exact same thing, except... The only difference is that the one that's not food that's used to treat disease has been approved by somebody and that somebody approved it for a specific purpose of treating some thing. And that's it. So drug and medicine are both the same. It's just medicine is something that a group of you know, people through the FDA, let's say, when we're talking about the U.S., came together and said, uh, looking at the studies and the company that created this drug, we are formally approving the idea that this is good and it helps treat this disease. And so it is now a medicine. And that's it. That's the that's the ball game. So basically, this all comes back to the question of why is Kratom looked at differently? And I think that it really does come down just just the fact that like we the, the more studies, the better. Right. And and like I mentioned yesterday, NIDA is conducting a nationwide remote study that people can take part in if they use Kratom daily 
And uh, I'm hoping that that's a good study. I need to look more into what it's going to be asking about, but um, I'm excited to see what comes of it. Uh, But essentially, there needs to be more research about what Kratom is good for and what it might be bad for and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, there's a huge, huge swath of people who are the millions of people. There are millions of people who are using Kratom semi to very regularly for some specific purpose. And the FDA has not approved it for any specific purpose because they haven't wanted to to begin with. So that's where the stigma comes from. It's just that the FDA as an agency did not want to potentially approve this since the beginning. And so therefore, there will be a stigma and it will be considered a drug, not a medicine. But that's it. It all comes down to that. I mean, getting back to the matter at hand... Kratom is a medicine in any sense that other drugs are considered medicines. I mean, people use it for a specific purpose in their life and it helps them. And if it doesn't cause any really bad things to happen to them while they're using it, uh, and when they stop using it, they don't have an incredible horrific withdrawal from it, then it's a, it's, come on, it's a medicine. And if you're dependent or not on it shouldn't matter. That's not even part of the argument. Because people are dependent on everything that's approved, everything that's not approved, people are dependent on things. Um, I think that that's where it, really where it all falls down. And and kratom should be talked about more as something that is uh, on par with some sort of medication approved by uh, uh, the FDA. Now, that's not me saying that it should be seen on par with like a cancer treating therapy or medication or something that actually prevents like a specific disease. Like there are medications that do those things that are very comprehensive and like, you know, the amount of work and effort going into those to make sure that they really do the right thing. Um, you can't just say this treats cancer and I found this plant and it treats cancer. Like, like there needs to be some more work put into it. At the same time, if you're trying to say, uh, no, Kratom can't help people with anxiety, but Xanax can, I'm sorry, but like Kratom has every right to be used the same way as Xanax, in my opinion. And um, also, in my opinion, I think people get addicted to Xanax a lot more than they might with Kratom. And uh, I, I, I could have gone down that road myself once when I was first prescribed Xanax, but I realized what it was right away and I stopped taking it versus Kratom. I still haven't hit any red flags. So stigma 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 but i think that it really all does come down to uh who society trusts with determining if something can be used for a specific reason and uh and what what those people who are trusted say about something in this case kratom and so far they haven't been willing to even look at it however the world health organization with the top scientists on addiction from around the world have come together and said it's not something that they're worried about uh, at least in the near term and so that should mean that kratom should be considered as medicine that's kind of my take on it i think the takeaway i'm taking from this personally is that i need to while being middle of the road because i do think that it's valuable um yeah i need to be realistic it doesn't make sense for me to be too careful when there isn't much of a reason to be i of course i'm still never going to recommend anyone take kratom um, that's my personal preference when I'm doing this 
podcast. I don't want to be responsible for anybody doing something that they shouldn't do. And so I'll never recommend anyone do this. Um, but I do think that I should be more open about my opinions and uh, not try to block them out simply because I want to take a middle of the road opinion when the middle of the road opinion isn't necessarily correct. So that's where I'll leave this episode today. It was a long one. So those of you still listening, thanks so much for tuning in all the way through. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. Have a great one. We'll talk to you then. Bye-bye.